Hey everyone, welcome to the Psych Sideshow Podcast. We made this podcast to develop our curiosity and yours. And we imagine ourselves as keen experimentalists when researching and implementing protocols. And hope you can imagine yourself as that as well. Our thoughts and views are aligned with the knowledge of an undergraduate student and it's not meant to be taken as professional advice in any sense. But join us chaotic beings in this journey of self-discovery as long as it is in a safe and informed manner. We, we hope, hope you enjoy, enjoy this episode. Hello everyone and welcome to the Psych Sideshow Podcast. This is Lucian. And this is Sneha. And today we're going to be talking about cults. But you know what, first of all, we're going to be talking a little bit about our weeks. How's your week been, Sneha? It's been good so far. Been training quite, no, actually this has been taper week for the marathon. So been taking things a bit slow after our big Monday. Um, yeah, Mara this Sunday. So it's kind of going to determine my baseline performance on how I am with a 42.2 kilometer run. Um, and I think it's a very exciting yet anxious anxiety provoking event for me so how come i don't know it's just like you know something new something exciting which is giving me a lot of nervous energy to expend um but yeah we'll see how things go i guess really excited for the aftermara beer (laughs) and breakfast (laughs) so that is something i'm looking forward for and also the 42.2 kilometers and also sydney beautiful views beautiful weather um good beautiful good vibes you know it's going to be city to surf 2.0 for the marathon and yeah the community is beautiful Uh, how's it been uh first week back at uni Oh my god, I really haven't like looked too much into it. I'm doing one course this term, which is clinical and cognitive neuroscience, which is really interesting. So I've looked at the course schedule and like things and um, the course outline and everything. Um, I was a bit disappointed or this got me a bit frustrated because they only updated the middle page on the first day that uni actually started because... Yeah. Coming to that first day, I was actually obsessively opening my middle page just to like prepare myself for the term to come. And it just left me really demotivated that the first time that I had to do it was at nine o'clock in the morning on the day of like at at the first day of uni. Yeah, 100%. I agree with you. Yeah, so that's the that's the happenings in my world. Um, yeah, and we had a big Monday. We had... A big sport marathon of our own. <laughs> we, we did. We met up early in the morning, for me at least. <laughs> yeah. And we went for a run, and then straight after we went swimming, and yeah. then we went... We went to uni for a quick lunch. Oh, yeah, we had a quick lunch, a salad. Yeah. That was nice. And a bagel. And you had a bagel. And then we played some... What was that tennis thing? Paddle tennis. Paddle tennis. That was that, that they set up. Which and then was really we played fun. some basketball, and we actually played a basketball game with some strangers, which was fun. Yeah, that was really cool. How you can just get, just because you have a basketball and you're playing in a public space, that other people can just join in. Yeah, really exactly. Cool. And then afterwards, we had yoga, <laughs> and then rock climbing. <laughs> yes, indeed. It's such a ridiculous. Day. And you had class in between as well. Oh yeah, I also had class in between. 
It's pretty ridiculous. And then we climbed quite a bit. <laughs> Actually, no, I didn't have class because the class wasn't on. Oh, yeah, we did go to yeah, the yeah. class together. We went there for two seconds and then we realised it wasn't on. We ended up playing basketball for like two hours, though. So that was... Yeah, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Funky. Yeah. yeah. How was your week, Lucian? Yeah, it was all right. Uh, I think I'm just slowly getting into the habit of things. Wednesday was kind of messed up for me. Mm. I just could not sleep properly the night before. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so Wednesday was a bit of a daze. Uh, but it's probably because of those recent fire things that they're doing in Australia at the moment. Yeah, what do they call it? I think it's bush something. Yeah, bush burning or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, covering the entirety of Sydney in, like, smoke. Yeah, like, every morning you wake up to this big smoke cloud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In Sydney. <laughs> yeah, it's not very good, so, yeah. Anyway um besides that yeah everything's been going well uh yeah it's been going well yeah and yesterday um it was kind of a spontaneous meetup that both of us had oh yeah we played tennis yesterday we played tennis well. and not then... for too long though and then yeah. we went to a uh psychology lecture mm. which was fun it was like an extra lecture and it's just these which i, I didn't guess, know about research you took me yeah. to so it was just these researchers exactly. talking about what they're doing and mm. why we should get interested in it and yeah he, he was cool mr mr rick richardson mr wick mr ricky yeah, I mean, fun fact, I wasn't a big fan of Mr. Wick, but now I think after yesterday's lecture, it's given me a more wider perception of how good of a scientist he actually is. Yeah, 100%. So, he is, he's, he's very good, he's very good. But, yeah, um, yeah, it's, yeah it's, been, it's been a good week. Uh, I guess I should talk about what subjects I'm doing, right? Mm. I'm doing uh, social psychology, which is kind of interesting, it's a lot about social interaction and then i'm doing uh psychology applications which is like it's, it's a very much a subject about what you're doing after your degree which mm. is kind of interesting and lastly i'm doing customer analytics which is a marketing course and it's actually really interesting it's about like uh i guess measuring people's like like what are they buying what are they interested in mm-hmm. all these different things yeah it's really interesting but i have to learn coding for it is that like data the data yeah, it's like anal- data analysis right yeah mm. and i have to learn co- coding so we'll see how that goes oh that's so fun yeah yeah, yeah. i mean fun. is it like basic coding that you have to learn? Yeah, yeah yeah it's just basic but i think i'm gonna like search out for some courses that i can do on the side so mm. can make sure i'm good at it but yeah, anyway, we'll get on to today's topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess what we wanted to talk about was, yeah, just, I guess, first of all, what is a cult? Um, the official, yeah, what is a cult? The official um, definition by, by in the Oxford Dictionary is a system of religious uh, venerations and devotion directed towards a particular figure or object. Hmm. Which seems very simple to me. <laughs> a figure or, or... Wait, could you repeat that? Veneration. So what does that mean? <laughs> you know how like in a dictionary you you have to, you need a dictionary to know the words within the definition? It's one, I'm having one of those moments. Great respect. Great respect. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like it means great respect. but uh yeah i don't know this definition i don't know it seems very simple to me what is it so could you so yeah a a system of religious veneration and devotion directed towards a particular figure or object 
okay, it's quite simple, but it doesn't really highlight the intensity of a cult. Yeah, and like what is involved in a cult, I guess, situation, I think. Uh, yeah. I looked at Wiki, they also have their own definition, <laughs> which I actually think is better, which is funny. Um, a cult is a term in most contexts prerogative for relatively small groups, which is typically led by a charismatic <laughs> and self-appointed leader who excessively controls its members, requiring unwavering devotion to a set of beliefs and practices which are considered deviant outside of norms of society. And I guess deviant is kind of like talking about destructive cults where they, you know, ones that do mass suicides or terrorists attacks and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think you can think of a better definition? (laughs) I think, like, so... It makes sense why the Oxford Dictionary is kind of, like, simple and, yeah. like, it doesn't have, like, those, you know, bi- biased words or adjectives in it. Like, it, charismatic, that's an adjective, adjective, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I guess it kind of gives you, like, an overview or an unbiased definition of what a cult actually is. Wiki would be more realistic in terms of how we, or the society as a whole, we as a cult yeah yeah definitely with in terms of like yes cults are definitely not the norm or are we all just in a one big human cult one big human cult <laughs> <laughs> um no but yeah the vicky one's definitely more relatable in terms of my views with a cult yeah definitely i i think so too yeah especially like charismatic like i think a lot of the leaders of cults are very charismatic and they always find ways to manipulate people and mm. in the end usually for their own profits or <laughs> stuff like it's that. It's mostly for money. Mostly for money. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Um, anyway, we'll move on to a bit of... We're going to look into a few cults that I found quite interesting. Uh, so there's obviously the, one of the most famous ones, the Manson family. Mm. Charles Manson himself. Uh, he <laughs> had a lot of time going in and out of institutions that are like you know correctional institutions correctional correctional for what for uh well he apparently did like a lot of like stealing he had like a lot of history of stealing cars and other things Mm. and just crime in general um and uh, apparently a lot of like horrific things happened to him at some of these correctional institutions which would have i guess had a big impact on his views and i guess in the end because looking back i suppose a lot of people would definitely call him like a psychopath (laughs) yeah but it is interesting to look at the i guess the i guess background towards it as well and what made him into this terrible person and also, from my one of the courses I did last term, which is psych and law, yeah, um, it kind of showed us why it's so hard to diagnose someone as a psychopath, because I think like the requirements or diagnoses to be considered a psychopath is actually really complex, and you can't, yeah. It's like it's very unlikely that someone's going to be termed as a psychopath even if they've committed multiple crimes of the same degree or order. Mm. Which I find really interesting. Definitely something to look into more. But, yeah. Yeah, 100%. 
Maybe we'll have an episode on that. Good <laughs> forensic on. um good <laughs> forensic science. Yeah, yeah, forensics. Yeah, you really enjoyed forensics, didn't you? Last term, yeah, yes. Yeah. Something I would like to look into. But yeah, basically he kinda broke uh grew up in like a broken home and had all these terrible things happen to him as he growing up and a lot of the techniques he got apparently came from these institutions where he made <laughs> friends of like other criminals that are like <laughs> Uh, pimps and stuff like that. He was apparently taught by a pimp a lot about how to uh, recognize vulnerable women and then manipulating them into like following him and like thinking that he's the only one that can help them out and stuff like that. It's giving Ted Bundy. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, basically. Oh yeah, he another interesting fact about him. Uh, he, he was apparently obsessed with the Beatles and he had a little phase <laughs> where he wanted to be a songwriter mm-hmm. and he uses manipulation tax, tactics to try and like get these producers to like put his music out in the world but it like backfired and then he threatened to like kill them. <laughs> <laughs> you then, can't manipulate everybody, babes. Yeah, and then basically he got really angry and the producer got really scared for his life and stuff like that. But mm. um yeah, some of his manipulation tactics was uh what was some of them I have to remember now. Mm, that would be interesting. Yeah, some of the manipulation tactics was yeah targeting vulnerable women making them feel like he was the only one hearing about them. Mm. Uh, like, like only one hearing, listening. listening, and, like, understanding in that he's the only one there for them and stuff like that. And then he also had, uh, apparently, these, like, psychedelic chant rituals that he used to do mm. where he used to get his group members and they used to, like, all take psychedelics and he used to chant all of his, I guess, ideas and values that should be taken upon... Uh, his other cult members but yeah as we know the rest of the story he um eventually uh convinced uh one of his members to uh actually go to this person's house this rich person's house and like murder them but the interesting thing is uh i believe there was three women that also came Mm -hmm. to the the crime and uh, they actually didn't know what was going on until they got there. Ah. Uh, like, they were... So they were basically manipulated into that yeah, whole situation. Yeah, exactly, that whole situation. Because once they were in that situation, then they couldn't turn back, right? Yeah. Yeah. So wh- one did try to turn back. Uh, she actually saved one person, I think. Because mm-hmm. she was, like, told to, like, look into this uh, guard house or something like that. And... She just said she did, even though she didn't, and someone was actually in there. Mm-hmm. So she actually did save someone, which was which was lucky. Yeah. But everyone else died, which was really sad, including a pregnant woman. Oh. Yeah, I know. It feels like the plot to any horror movie. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Charles Manson, he's quite famous, isn't he? Yeah, he's very famous. Because I've seen that name somewhere on Netflix, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very famous. And also, on a tangent here, the amount of crime documentaries on Netflix, I don't know. Some, actually, the show with um, that person, Dharma? Jeffrey Dharma? 
Or Dahmer? Oh, yeah, yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that show, it kind of presented itself as an unbiased sort of representation of what, what Jeffrey Dahmer actually did. Yeah. But also, it felt as if it was almost a justification you think? for his actions. Do you really think so? I actually didn't finish watching it. I, like, started in the beginning and then I kind of stopped because I was, like, I don't know. Honestly, it, it felt a bit too much for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so because he he was just a horrible human being, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they, I think they also kind of tried to chime in elements of, like, Dharma just being sexually repressed or his relationship with his parents, him being emotionally neglected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like, I don't know, as someone who's... I think when I watch movies and TV shows, I try to, like, justify or reason for everybody yeah, and yeah, their yeah, characters yeah. and their actions. And, yeah, it kind of felt that way with well, Dharma. Well, I don't, I don't know. I think when looking at these shows, I don't think it's never meant to justify... I don't know. Mm. I don't think it's meant to just... It's not like an explicit I think it's like supposed to, I guess, show how this person became the way he is. Yeah. How did he turn into this awful person that did these horrible things? Because at the end of the day, like, he did those things, which was terrible, right? Yeah. And also, do we know for sure that it's just those events? <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah, this yeah. is the neuroscience talking, but, like, what if... Were their brains scanned after they died? I don't know. <laughs> is there <laughs> criminal brain scans? I'm sure there are. I feel like I'm, there might there, be. There definitely is. But uh, our next cult that we're going to look at is... I'm probably pronouncing this terribly wrong. I'm sorry. Um, Shinriko? I think... Is it meant to be... Ohm, like Ohm, Elm, you know, oh, maybe it is it's Ohm, because yeah, I know be that's how it's spelled sometimes, so A-U-M. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It might be Ohm. That might actually sounds better. But anyway, um, he was a Japanese radical leader, uh, and, appa- and he made this, I guess, doomsday religion, which um, doomsday cult, <laughs> which is like very much a lot what these cults do. They kind of intertwine religious beliefs and very much focusing on like a doomsday element. So his was actually uh, combining like Hindu, Buddhist, and then uh, with the Christian apocalypse behind it, thinking that it's always going to come. And uh, his cult actually like made a lot of money through selling computers and doing other illegal activity. I believe they even tried to do arms dealing at one point, but it didn't like succeed. Uh, and eventually, uh, Om, uh, and his cult followers actually, uh, no, him, not him himself, but just his cult followers, uh, put chemical weapons in the Tokyo subway and they injured a lot of people. They injured, they killed 13 people. They seriously injured, uh, 54 and then they affected 980 (laughs) Which is, like, ridiculous. That's a lot. And that's, like, another very common occurrence with these cult leaders. They never actually do the crimes themselves. Like, I think that's uh, what Manson got charged for, uh, murder by proxy, because he just 
manipulated all these people to do these crimes for him mm. rather than him doing it himself. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's crazy. But basically, um, in the end, uh, with, a few, with a few of his associates, uh, they all got hanged in Japan in, believe it or not, 2018. <laughs> that I found really interesting. Because, like, I thought death penalties, or at least death by hanging, was not a thing. But apparently it is. Yeah, it's, it's still a thing in some countries. Yeah, so that's a good, interesting, surprising fact. Yeah. Which I will remember for a long time because it's very surprising. Yeah, it's really interesting. Apparently he was supposed to be executed in 2012, but then it got postponed. For, for like arresting other members and yeah. then it happened in 2018 they all died together yeah. with one big hanging yeah but anyway anyway um <laughs> so these are two famous cults previous cults but yeah you know what i was interested in? i was interested in what are the cults going on now yes what this is something going on now you showed me the video of which i really want to go see how it is so we want to go cult that's like all across the world, including Australia, and they're called the Twelve Tribe Community, mm. and they actually run this uh, restaurant, these chain of restaurants called Yellow Deli, and they're all across America. There's some in France, Germany, Japan, even, and Australia. Here, there's actually one not too far away from us. <laughs> well, it's kind of far. It's like an hour, but. Yeah, I mean, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. People go there all the time to climb rocks, so... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's really it's really interesting. Uh, apparently, it was made by two high school teachers. <laughs> yeah, I know. Out of everything. Hmm. Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to think what the leader names are. Yeah. Albert Eugene Springs. Mm. So apparently him and his wife, they like made this cult. Um, And through a report that I was looking through, like a news report, they were looking into it. And there was a lot of like ex-cult members that had like a lot of like insights in what was going on behind the scenes of like the Yellow Deli and all that kind of going on. And uh, they saw like a lot of child abuse basically there's actually apparently a manual where it teaches you how to like correct your child through like hitting them and spanking and and what was the youngest age yeah, this you said was, this was crazy i thought there was actually a part in it that told you how to when you should spank your six month year old oh my god six months that's crazy and uh, the reasoning was if they wriggled too much <laughs> It's like, what? They barely have a developing brain. I know, I know. It's just like trauma. And then, of course, as they get older, they get more severely beaten when they're children. And uh, they even, like, start working quite young. Like, I believe the report said the youngest they found was a five-year-old working Mm. for them. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, so they had like a whole chain going on. It's it's awful. And a lot of like families were torn apart because of this. Like I was looking into a case where a mother refused to leave and um a father and her two and his two daughters went away and the mother just refuses to see the daughters because she's just 
too ingrained into the cult and it's not really about apparently they don't really care too much about blood relatedness it's more about relation through their faith mm. which I'm just like damn they're really extreme <laughs> yeah I also wonder these kids who are brought up within these cults potentially we could look into their personal stories or if someone's actually you know how, like, in Jehovah's Witness, yeah, people get out of it when they're, like, 22 or something? This is this was a long time ago where I saw, like, this YouTube video of this woman who left Jehovah's Witness, that cult sort of lifestyle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when she was 22 or 23. And, yeah, I wonder how their brains have been developed or, like, how... Um, that early childhood adversity would have played out in yeah, their adulthood. 100%. Like, like I'm sure a lot of these things, because um, I'm, I'm sure they would lead to like anxiety disorders and stuff like that. And also in these cults, including the Yellow Deli one, the 12 tribe community, um, obedience is very much like focus as well like you get your identity gets taken away which is like another manipulative tactic where you're not you get like given a new name you get like you don't have any like assets you don't you don't get money it's all pulled into one place uh you all live in the same place or all your things are all shared with all the other community members there's no space for your own thoughts exactly. or your own reflection. And I think they even uh, interviewed some other cult members. Oh, no, this was a different one. I'm not sure. I think it was a different cult. But mm-hmm. they were talking about, oh, when you were in the cult, what were your favourite tasks to do? Beside, like, did you have a favourite task? Mm-hmm. And they just could not answer the question because they didn't... The, the idea of having... Like, a choice, having, like, favouritism of tasks was just not in their mind. It was just obedience. They just had to do what they were told. Throughout their life. Do you think people raised in such a setting would actually... They're definitely capable of, like, exiting that space and functioning in the normal society. But... Yeah, well, it take, definitely takes them along, and I couldn't imagine, like, It would take so or, much mental capacity or, Yeah, like, and all these people, they would be, like, ostracising them, they would make them feel terrible, they would, like, give them ultimatums where it's like, oh, you either stay here with us, go to heaven, or you leave and mm. you're banished, you're definitely going to hell, you're a terrible person. And they have to build that sense of community... I think yeah, and they, yeah. it's almost like they have to build that individualism in a place where it can't be cultivated. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because you know in this world where we're living, mm. we live under the assumption that community is kind of good or like social connectedness yeah, actually yeah, yeah. improves longevity yeah. and things like that. And then you have another extreme of that where you're raised within that same community yeah, throughout you your life. Your personal identity. Yeah. And everything. I, I, I guess I'm always a believer that extremes are never good. 100%. Like, I think always the midway path is always the best. Mm. I think, including with things like this, like, 
obviously being a part of community is important. Uh, I think we may have talked about that in another podcast <laughs> before this. But never when like it takes away. Yeah, when it things... becomes detrimental to your health, yeah. identity, just everything. In a relationship, like. Yeah, I feel like that is basically the basis of abusive relationships, be it emotional or physically abusive relationships. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Sorry, trauma warning. Trigger warning. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this tribe uh, it apparently is like combined. Yeah, so when you go there, you actually get given a new name. It's like a like a Ju- Judaism name Hebrew Hebrew that's it. <laughs> it's a Hebrew name yeah you get given a Hebrew name and uh, again they have a lot of connections with Christianity and the doomsday thinking that it's going to come yeah, <laughs> the end is the, near yeah the end is near the, it's always this this idea no we were watching a video before this Lucy showed showed me like yeah, a yeah, yeah. funny video of like yeah and they all it's just it's all of them just dancing in a circle Praying yeah. for the end or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was cool. We were talking about the end. We did, but yeah, we were like talking about it. And we we're like, maybe we'll just go and like check it out. We'll mm. Just have a look. I'm not sure if I want to buy anything from them because I don't want to give these people money. Yeah. <laughs> if they're abusing children, but um, I guess just looking would be alright. What if like I just go there as the gayest presenting queer person there and yeah. be like, oh yes, this is my non-binary partner. Um, we're just here for, like, vegan food. And they're going to get, like, you're the spawn of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> we love. Just, like, you know, go to an extreme in a public place and see how they <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> would react. <laughs> yeah, they, they they have been linked to uh, homophobic stuff <laughs> as well. And a lot of, just basically all the bad things. <laughs> all the bad, bad things about being human, really. Like, there are so many good things you can do out of your own living entity. Like, why would you waste it on hatred and hate? I don't know. I think the thing I feel worst about is, like, children that are, like, growing up in this. Oh, my God. Because then they don't have a choice. And they don't know what how good a world can be if they're brought up within it. Yeah, exactly. They They don't think that they have a choice at all because they don't know any other way. Yeah. And even if they do integrate back into society, which I think they still strive for, it's still going to take a long time to, like, process everything. To unlearn and relearn, yeah, basically. Exactly. But, yeah, this is definitely a, a thing we have to, I guess, I don't know, we have to be on careful its, of. On its research thesis. Yeah, and, like, get the information out there, you know, that these places That would still actually exist. be really... That would be a really cool honest thesis. Like, you just putting yourself into a cult and... It's, it's giving me... No, that movie that we watched. Which movie? The Swedish cult movie. Oh, yeah, that one, Midsommar. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, the Midsommar movie. It was, like... I. Essentially, it started because two guys wanted to do their PhD yeah, on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if anyone who doesn't know, Midsommar is this really good horror movie and it's about a cold as well. And it's all these people, like, all these university students, I think they yeah. are. They, like, go to Sweden and they, like, go to this cult. And, and how it can actually happens. really brainwash you if you are a very vulnerable person. Yeah, 100%. I think there are different personalities that might be more likely to get 
brainwashed into yeah, the cult. and also different contexts and situations yeah. that people in. Like, say, if you just yeah, like if you're in a vulnerable state, something terrible has happened to you. Maybe you are more likely to fall victim to some of these manipulations, which is awful. But anyway, uh, I guess uh, yeah, a little summary on what we talked about today. We talked about our days. Uh, like, we, I, I don't know, I think it's been good just, just talking about our days at the beginning of the podcast. Mm, I think it's yeah. been fun. But, um, we talked a little about the Manson family. Yep. Talked a bit about Arum, the Japanese cult, and final, the most, I guess, still going one is the 12, uh, tribes. Family, 12 oh. tribe fam- community. Yep. Alrighty. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye.